But I guess, I mean, you never really know people unless you know them personally. So. And even then, even then, you don't even. What are you hiding from me, Jake? You'll never know. Hello, Sound Seekers. Welcome to Sound for Thought, a podcast about why people make music. Produced by Redefining Records and hosted by yours truly, Andrew Schultz. You know, sometimes the best thing about hosting a podcast is that you get to just sit down and have a deep conversation with one of your best friends. And this is a perfect example of that. This episode is an interview with Jake Marino, who is a multi-talented musician and producer. He now makes music under the name Count Harriet. But he plays in a bunch of bands and has for a long time. As you'll hear in the interview, he and I go way back, all the way to our first high school band together called Dead End Friends. So it was a joy to sit down and talk to him, discuss his musical journey, and talk about why he makes music. This was also a lot of fun because Jake is now the host of a brand new podcast from Redefining Records, which is called trust the process so he's now a co-worker of mine officially and in every episode of his podcast he works with a guest and breaks down the journey of an idea becoming a fully fledged song the first episode features yours truly again me andrew schultz working on a Christmas song, and I highly recommend you give that podcast a listen if you're a songwriter or someone who's interested in learning more about music production. You can find all of Count Harriet's music on Spotify, Apple Music, all of the streaming overlords, and find him on social media at, and listen to this carefully, it's at Jake Cake Bake Lake Snake. All one word. Uh, We'll put that in the show notes maybe to make it easier for you to find him. Such a creative guy. You can keep up with this pod, Sound for Thought, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And follow our team on Instagram, at Redefining Records, to hear about new episodes and other cool music discovery content, including our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords with John Pagliasotti, And now, of course, the aforementioned Trust the Process podcast. We've got some even more big news uh, about some new content coming your way soon from Redefining Records. Potentially another new fun podcast. I'll I'll give you that as a very obvious hint. Uh, It's a new podcast. So I'll let you know when that's out. Uh, It's coming soon. But for now, stay safe, be kind, and keep making cool shit. I hope you enjoy the show. Now we're going to hear a brand new song from Count Harriet to kick off the episode. This one is called Tired Lies. It's currently unreleased, but it should be out soon on streaming. So this is the world premiere uh, right here on Sound for Thought. So enjoy. Enjoy. 
Let's start at the beginning okay. of your life. Where were you oh, born? Um, I was born in Anaheim, actually. And uh, the hospital that I was born at is actually not allowed to do deliveries anymore um, because they're so bad at it. Because so, of you. Probably partially because of me. Your delivery was such a mess. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, my parents always tell me about like how much of a nightmare my delivery was. Like the the doctor would just check in every like hour or so. And he'd be yeah. like, you guys are good. You get yeah, you're good. And then just kind of fuck off and go somewhere else. But uh, when I was like being delivered, my umbilical cord was like wrapped around my neck when I was coming out. Wow. <laughs> basically, like my my dad and I, my aunt had to deliver me basically. Jesus. Um. So yeah. So I never knew this. Yes, I was I was struggling from birth, and that's that's what led to your desire to to rock and roll and to stick it to the man and and shred. I like hard to think so. Metal music. That's a very metal way to be born. It it really is. That's hardcore. Yeah. And. And so you just you just came out and they got you unstrangled and then you just picked up the guitar, right? Yeah. That's about it, yeah. Um and then ever since then, that's been been what I've been doing. Just rocking and um also rolling. All right, episode over. All right, that's it. No, I want okay. to keep talking to you. So for real, uh, the starting point of music in your life. What's the earliest memory you could think of that was like related to music? Probably like uh, my parents would put on just like random CDs when I would go to bed. Uh, two two classic ones were um, the greatest hits of Bon Jovi and the greatest hits of Bruce Springsteen. Um, nice. Like to this day, um, so so the the first song off of the greatest hits for Bon Jovi is uh, "Living on a Prayer," classic. And then uh, the first song for uh, the Bruce Springsteen one was uh, "Born to Run." So those two songs are very just like anytime I hear those, it, there's just something that gets triggered deep down in my DNA. I'm like, oh god. That's probably my my earliest memories were, was that. I remember there's this one. So uh, my mom would go to the gym, and it was one of those gyms that had, like, a, a daycare thing that you could yeah. drop your kid off while you work out. I remember I would, like, bother them about, like, bother the uh, the people running the daycare about, like, Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. I'm sure that was not annoying at all. Yeah, I was like, yo, have you heard this song, Living on a Prayer? <laughs> and then I would like, I would like sing it to them. Like it goes like this, and they'd be like, "Wow." Um. So those are that's they'd be yeah. like, "Fuck off, little kid." Honestly, yeah. Nice. And you, you told me in another conversation recently that you've had somewhat of a change of heart on Springsteen recently. Isn't that true? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's like a lot of, well, not a lot, but. 
there's a few bands that I've just purposefully not gotten into because I was a little like overexposed as a kid. And so there's just that right. kind of subconscious. Uh, this is bad because my parents are into it for, for whatever reason. And obviously that's, that's a wrong way to, to approach and listen to music. Um, I'm still not a, a, a Bon Jovi fan by any means, but, um, yeah. And I still can't listen to too much Bruce, but I want to run like that album is, it is pretty dope. Like that album is, it's good. I, I respect, I respect the boss now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a few bands like that. Um, uh, Oingo Boingo is another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, a few years ago, I got pretty into Oingo Boingo and just Danny Elfman in general. Um, yeah, that band is sick. Yeah. I was Okay, here's a question. Do you watch SNL? Sometimes. Honestly, I, I was like super into SNL for a while. I don't watch it as much anymore. I'll sometimes get like YouTube videos recommended to me. I like the weekend yeah. update stuff. Yeah. Me too. From like the last year or so, any like skits I've seen from it though, um, they're pretty bad. Gotcha. Well, my question's more related to the musical performances. Oh, I, I watch those, yes. Okay. Would you do you only watch the performances of bands that you see that you like, or do you click on it even if it's somebody you don't normally listen to or you've never heard of? I mean, definitely people I like, but uh, if I if it's someone noteworthy to me, then I'll watch it. If it's someone that I don't know or care for, then no. But if even if it's someone that I don't like, but it's just like it's it's noteworthy to me. Like if if like I I hate Machine Gun Kelly. I I hate his music. Okay. If I see that he's on SNL, I'm I'm gonna click on it. Just, just that's that's the hater in me coming out because I just. I know I'm gonna hate it, and hate gives me gives me enjoyment. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Like playing on S, and that's the thing. It's like not a lot of people watch SNL anymore. But I feel like getting on SNL is still this. It is noteworthy. I don't know. It's right? like, it's like a milestone kind of a thing. Yeah. You were saying, yeah, like if it's noteworthy to me, I will watch it. But I think if they're on SNL, that means there's they've got traction. That means you know. Yeah, that means that's like that's you're... like a status level. Like I, I've been thinking of it lately because I've been watching regularly lately, and I I've decided I'm watching every musical performance. And I'm not. I watch them recorded the next day, you know. Yeah. And so, I never skip it because I'm like, if they're playing SNL, I want to know what's up. Nice. What's what has been your favorite performance? Oh from gosh, this year so far. I don't know about favorite. There's only been a few episodes since this year started. I don't understand. I, also, I've been watching, but I don't understand the schedule of SNL. Like when seasons start and stop is kind of confusing to me. But the last few have been interesting. <laughs> there was Little Baby this week. I, I didn't watch that one. And I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> uh 
but and that's kind of why I brought it up. I was like watching it. I'm like, wow, not feeling it, but I'm going to keep watching it because somebody really loves this. And that's a fun, fun thing to think about. Like when you watch something, I'm yeah. like, somebody's really stoked to be watching this right now. And that's yeah. really a weird feeling. I did think uh, a week before that Sam Smith was on and I'm, I'm whatever about his music. I mean, like, I'm not against it or for it, but he did have like a really crazy performance. He wore this like crazy poofy dress that took up like the whole stage. Um, I think I saw that. Yeah, I saw a picture of that. And in that case, it was so, his performance was so artistic that I enjoyed it, even though I don't really care about the song. Not that I disliked it, but. I did enjoy his performance because it was outrageous, which Ooh. I appreciate. You know, if you're going to be on TV on like a live show, you know, just go for it. So, dang, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you know, if you're bored. But anyway, back to you and and back old to Bruce. Me. So, when did you start playing music? When did you pick up an instrument? Uh, third grade, because I did the little talent show thing that we had in third grade, and I played guitar. I I really wanted to play guitar. My mom was more into the idea of me learning piano. Um, classic parent. Classic parent move. Honestly, though, she's right, because if you learn piano, then you understand the way that music works. Yeah, but a lot you can't better. understand that concept until you get older. Yeah, yeah. Little did I know. But um, yeah, there was like a little guitar lesson place right down the street from me. Um, and I started going to that. And uh, I fell in love with playing guitar. Yeah, that's, that's when I first started playing music. And then I would say I'd, I didn't start like seriously, pra- well, not even seriously practicing, just practicing more until middle school though. Like third through fifth grade, I, I'd play like a couple days a week. What I loved about guitar is it was like the first thing I felt like I didn't have to do. And I really liked that. I liked that. It was like something that was solely up to me to do. It was like my choice to play guitar. Right. It was not homework, basically. Yeah, it wasn't homework. It wasn't like even sports. Like I, I you know, going to practice and stuff, it was a thing you had to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like this liberating kind of like it's, it's a thing that's fun and it's a it's a hobby and it's totally like my my thing. If that makes sense. I don't know. No, that's that's beautiful. It's perfect. It makes me want to pick up my guitar. Do it. Do it right now. That's that's cool. I relate to that. It's a good feeling. And so what happened in middle school where you're like something clicked and you're like I want to be better at this. It's like when you're bad at something, it's not as fun, obviously. And then once you start getting better at it, it becomes more fun. So I think it was just, I kind of hit that threshold where I started to connect ideas on guitar and I just got a little better at it. And as I got better, I started playing more kind of a thing. Yeah. So that's kind of what, what triggered me to, to play a bit more. Did you have like a, when was the first time you performed and got some sort of positive feedback? Because I know, like, you're obviously a talented player, and 
even when we first started becoming friends in high school, you know, there's that moment. Obviously, I was interested in music and we were like trying to do music things together. But there was still like a moment when I saw you play the first time and you like, and I think Luke was like, watch Jake shred for, and he's like, Jake shred for 30 seconds. And and you just like wailed on a solo. <laughs> um, and that's always, I got to imagine, I've never been as competent a player as you at, at an instrument like that. I got to imagine that's a fun feeling. Did you have a, a moment like that? early on where you like, I don't know, maybe played for your classmates or family or something where, where people were like, you're good at this. I was always super shy with, with playing in front of people. I mean, I got, you know, positive reinforcement from the little talent show I played in third grade. But besides that, I, I really didn't play publicly to people. I was very like, anytime I played, it was within the confines of my room. I'd play really quietly. Yeah, it really wasn't until like high school when I started playing with like you and right that I finally just started like playing publicly to people. So those moments were like when I when I shredded for you, that's like some of the first positive re reinforcement I've I've ever gotten playing. Nice. So it sounds more like like playing was always for you. Like you said, you did it because it was your choice and it sort of stayed that way for a while. I, I'm guessing, I mean, it still is. Nobody's forcing you to play now. Yeah. So maybe it's more fair to think of it like a like a secret superpower that was just for you. Kind of, a little bit. That's I mean, cool. even even now, you can kind of argue, like, the the music I release on my own, it's kind of the same way. I don't promote it that, that heavily or anything, and I do view it more, like, as a personal thing. That's that's just me. Yeah. And that's that is perfectly perfect. <laughs> you know, there's no wrong way to do it. That's what this show's all about. Why do people do it? And and there's a lot of different ways to uh approach the act of playing music. So let's let's talk a bit about your music. You have released a few songs now under uh, the Count Harriet project. Uh most recently you had a couple of singles and I didn't even, you sort of told people when Shadows came out, like, I think you did a Instagram post, maybe you were like, Hey, I made a song. I did. And then I, I didn't realize you released a second one, Ropes, <laughs> until today. I was like, Oh, I'll go listen to Shadows this morning, you know, in case we talk about it. And then I was like, there was another song and I, and I missed it, which just goes to show, you know, you're not too concerned with promoting, which is totally fine. But you put out those songs and Shadows obviously was a really interesting one because you use like a vocal yeah. synthesizer. What would you call it's it? It's like a, a vocal engine or something. So it's like engine. you input MIDI data into it. So you like input the notes mm -hmm. and it takes those notes and transforms it into like a synthesized voice. Then you input the lyrics too. And so like it'll start enunciating the lyrics. I don't know. I, I forgot where I found it. It was probably just like a YouTube ad or something. And I saw that and I was like, that sounds fucking sick. So I, I got in, started playing around with it. And it was like the interface is, is a little clunky and it's not like the most seamless thing to use. There's like frustrating things with it. But I feel like that's a good sign that you're 
that you're doing something kind of cool. I don't know. Whenever you hear something that was like, oh, this is the uh, it's like the first uh, time that someone was doing this. Like they weren't right. they weren't having an easy time, like getting that to recording. And also, I just thought like the idea of it was cool. And I, I, I thought it sounded cool because it sounds human enough, but obvi- it's still obviously not human. Yeah, I agree. I think it sounds cool. And um, I'm with you on always trying to do something somewhat experimental, especially I, I'm the same way with my music, not uh, doing it for others as much as I do it for myself. And so I think with people who make music for that reason, experimenting with new sounds or tools is like a big part of it. So. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that was cool. Is that what, which of your songs are you most proud of, or which one would you listen to most? I I always find myself being most partial to like the the most recent songs that I've released. Yeah. Um, I've definitely gotten the most positive feedback towards uh, Stranger Things. That's the song that most people have told me like, "Wow, that song's really good." Um, but I don't know I do. For the for the song uh, "Ropes," I really like the uh, the solo that I did for that, and I think compositionally, it's um, it's really good. I like the vocal melodies and stuff. Too. So I guess I guess for now, I would I would go with "Ropes." Nice. Yeah, there there are a couple songs I have yet to release that I'm also quite quite proud of. So my Ooh. answer to this will probably change once I if I ever release them. <laughs> if I ever, I was about to ask when. No, it, it's a when. There's there's one that's totally done, and there's a couple that I just need to like re-record vocals for and then they'll be they'll be done basically within the next month or so. Those will oh, be out. That, yeah, that's very soon. Very yeah. exciting. I I can't wait to hear it. Trust the process. Yep. It exists. That's my new thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the time anyone hears this, it's out there. It exists in in the ether, and people can listen to it. Uh, how does that feel? Feels it feels good to finally be a podcast, bro. It feels good. you know. Um, I mean, it's a, it's elite status. I would say that as well. Um, but a lot of credit go, has to go to you too, because most of, like the general idea of the podcast is is more your idea than mine, and I kind of. Just ran with it 
like doing anything for the first time, it's always like just figuring shit out and oh yeah. There's there's a whole bunch of that. And then there's just like a lot of moments where like, oh, I didn't realize like doing all of this stuff was was this much work. Right. Above all else, it was it was a new experience, which was just always nice. And yeah, I had fun making that little Christmas song with you. And I look forward to doing other stuff with other people. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're giving me credit for the idea, which, you know, we worked on it together, but it was mainly me thinking about taking what you do so well and just turning it into stories and something people can digest and and listen to. Because, yeah, you'd had, you had worked with me on other music before the Christmas song and the process of of working and that's the first time I had really I, I did a whole album of of work on my own of songs where I didn't work with anybody else and then I did another project the endless project with you where you were sort of my producer and it was just like way better results and more fun I mean not more fun just fun in a different way like I mean I did enjoy doing my own thing on my first album but as far as like I can tell where my weaknesses are in the production process and you have a lot of knowledge to share about like self-producing music that I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing about. Uh, I knew I would. So it's just a matter of saying like, you're good at this. You should do it more. And I think the podcast is a way to get you to do it more and it'll, it'll help you connect with other people too. So that's that's where it all stems from. Well, here we are. It's it's happening. Your your wish yeah. is coming true. Exactly. And yeah, so uh if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the new episode of Trust the Process, go check it out. As Jake mentioned, the first episode is with me as the guest and we worked on a Christmas song together called This Sunny Christmas. And it was a lot of fun to put together. And it's now fun for me. And I think any of your guests will appreciate having a little archive of, you know, the project being worked on. I can revisit that, you know, in future years and be like, oh, that was so fun, you know, and like <laughs> go back to that time, which is yeah. cool. Working on music by yourself versus working with other people are two just totally different things. And I do I do think overall I enjoy working on music with other people more. Um it's just when you work on music by yourself, it is way harder just from a mental standpoint, just to have no feedback and go purely based off of there's there's no judgment calls for anything, so it's easy to yeah. mentally just psych yourself out. So it's it's really nice to work with somebody and also it's just like you have someone to kinda fill in the voids for whatever weaknesses you have. And even if you both suck at the same things, it's just, you know, two people working at it is better than one. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've enjoyed about this podcast so much or so far is that collaborating, collaborating yeah. is always a lot more fun, I think, than uh, just working by yourself. Hell yeah. Yeah. And another thing I think that's great about it is I hope people who are just like curious about 
how music is made will listen to it. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts you can listen to, you know, that will go through this process, but I think it's really accessible to listen to people like us and like you, who's, you know, you're doing it from home. You're very good at it. It's, we're in sort of a new era of, of music where so many more people are self-producing now, um, ever since streaming and the internet. So I think there's a lot of people who are maybe mystified by song production and music production. Like they don't understand how anyone could do it because it's like the final product can be magical. Like a cool produced song can sound amazing. It could sound just as good as a song that's produced in a studio uh, by people who have been paid to do it uh, for many years. So the fact that there are people out there who are maybe interested in, in learning how that happens can now listen to this podcast, trust the process, and they could see where the song began and hear how rough it is at the start and be like, wow, I could do that. You know, I could make <laughs> something that sounds that rough. And then you go step by step and you're like, okay, I get it. Like, I see where this started and where this went to. And maybe if I worked with a friend of mine or if I were, maybe somebody listening will hit you up and be like, can you help me do this? And that would be super sick. Yeah. Th at this point, there are songs on the radio that were literally just conceived in a, in a bedroom. Um, you you really don't need any like fancy equipment at all to make cool shit, and it that's fun. That's exciting. It is oh, really yeah. an exciting time for music. It is. It's yeah, easier than ever to make music, and it's easier than ever to listen to music, and it's probably harder than ever to make money off music. I guess that's the trade-off. Probably, yeah. But there is a lot of good stuff happening. So There is. Also, I would like to just say, like, if, if you are listening to this, or if you listen to the Trust the Process thing, and you have any questions on anything, or just, or just hate mail or anything, you could DM me on, on Instagram. I'd, I would love to help anybody. What's your, what's your at? It's, um... Uh, hold on, let me let me pull it up. It's Jake Cake Bake Lake Snake. That's my Instagram. Go get it, folks. Go find him. Make it happen. Go find me. Make your dreams reality. Just do it. Do it. You were once on this podcast before, uh, being interviewed as vaudeville revival as half of vaudeville revival yes and you already answered this question so i'm gonna ask it again in different <laughs> words why jake jake marino count harriet why are you still making music it's a good question um i just i don't know i just like doing it like again it's so easy to make music now it's not like you have to put a bunch of money into go into a studio to make it or anything. So it's like, why not? That's yeah. That's my answer. That's a, it's a great answer. There's no wrong answers here. And I mean, there are, but well, I would never say that you to would you. Have to, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> and I tell you, it's a great answer. Yes. But I don't actually that's feel you that being way. A good I, host. 
You know, but you're a friend, so I'll be honest with you. And uh, it's a good, that's a great answer. You know, sometimes the silly, I think my last guest uh, was Corntooth. He he prefaced his answer to the question with saying like, uh, this is like my most silly and honest answer. And he ended up saying something kind of eloquent, but the fact that he started by saying that was great. Like sometimes you could just answer whatever, you know, comes to your head and yeah. it doesn't need to be anything more than that. And it wasn't for me. You nailed it. Thank you. How's Rigby? Oh, she's chilling. She's a, she's an old little dog now. She has like a bunch of gray hairs. Um, she doesn't jump around as much. That's, that's just what happens when you become an old little doggy. She's like six or seven now. Wow. She's she's getting up there. Yeah, that like almost surprises me. I think we already talked about her once recently where I already had the double take on like six or seven. And now yeah. I've, I've let it settle in my brain now. And I do realize that time is flying by at an uncontrollable pace. And that's just life, and that's what everyone says is true, and it's true, and it's a cliche for a reason. But I'm glad she's doing well. Yeah, she's still young at heart, which is Beautiful creature. Beautiful creature. Yes. And um, RIP to Bruno. Oh, yeah. it's Bruno is always forever going to be the favorite dog in the Marino household. Yeah. That dog was was 10 out of 10 dog 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 yeah there there yeah there are like a couple moments here and there that'll happen every once in a while where i'm like fuck bruno's dead Uh, i'm sure it's the same way with you and and your past pets yeah yeah have you ever had a dog i've never had a dog ah so sad only only had a cat and still have cats but I would like a dog eventually. It's in the the game plan. I just like, I feel like I'm not ready to take care of another thing yet. You Also, you, you need like a house for a dog. Yeah. You can't have like an apartment for, for a dog. Is, is your, uh, is your number one choice still, a, still a Frenchie? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. For now. I mean, the other thing is like a dog limits you more than a cat as far as like they require more attention and and a little bit deeper care as far as like a cat you can leave alone for a while like yeah. you can do. We just like I just went on a weekend trip and we left the cat at home but like can't just leave a dog by itself for several days. So one day. What about you? Are you going to get another dog of your own soon? I mean, would you consider it? Um, I mean, I again, like I would have to Well, for me, like I I wouldn't want to own a dog on my own. It would have to like I would have to be like in a stable relationship with someone else have like a house or something. So, probably not. I'll just I'll just hang out with my parents' dogs. Yeah, and go with that. I just yeah. I as much as I would love to have a dog, I don't want to be a bad dog owner. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got a few uh few check marks to hit before I'm ready to to be a dog owner. What's the next check mark you want to hit? Out of all the things in order to be a dog owner, I guess I guess relationship is the first one. Um That's that's something you want. Um I don't know. What's the next um, check mark in life? Not not dog owner. Oh, in life. Okay. <laughs> what's what's the next thing you want to check in your life? I don't know, just a feeling of stability, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's <laughs> That's no joke. Yeah, that's that's the big one. A lot easier said than done, but Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's the big one. If I get that, then I feel like I'll be I'll be doing pretty good. Um, but a lot, a lot of uncertainties in life right now. And yeah, the the question will be: Will your life ever become more certain, or will you get better at accepting uncertainty? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's more likely to be the the latter. The latter, and it depends on what kind of person you are. But for me, it might it might have to be the latter. All right, here's a question for you. What's the last song that gave you the chills? I guess I mean it would have to be probably my last uh my last song recommendation from from, from last Friday. It was a uh, Aretha Franklin's version of What a Fool Believes. What a fool fucking sick it's fucking sick oh my god it's i mean yeah it's it's as cool as you think it would be it's like 80s funk r&b uh version of what and i and what if we believes is like probably one of my favorite songs oh it's amazing brothers yeah it's, it's amazing and aretha just takes it to this whole other level uh like the pocket in it is crazy tight and then you have aretha like so this is Aretha in the 80s. So she like her voice when she's in like her mid range kind of a thing. There's like this this texture to her voice that's just so like there's there's no technique for that. It's just like that's her voice just being naturally amazing. And then she but she could still hit the highest of high notes. And like the line uh, when she rises to her apology or whatever it is, when she hit when she says this word rises, she like. Uh, like a sense and pitch to it and just little things like that. Just There's these little points of detail that make that version just so fucking sick. And yeah, so I would say that that either that or um the new M83 song is also really amazing. Yeah. Um, Ocean's Niagara. I think yeah, I did listen to called. that one. Um, I, I mean, I love like kraut rock like locking groove kind of things and that song is basically just that for like four or five minutes but also it's just like in in typical m83 fashion just very like grandiose oh yeah huge sounding first time i heard that i was like watching the music video too and the music video is pretty fun to watch too yeah those are those are the last songs to to give me chills 
Lovely. And yes. that's a good uh, reminder for any listeners out there who are looking for some new tunes to listen to. Every Friday, the uh, Redefining Records Instagram, you can check out our stories. And we recommend some songs to you. And uh, they're usually pretty good. Um, usually. Yeah, I mean, there's a mixture. And, and we've got everyone on our team. There's like five of us that all have fairly different taste so you get a mix of different vibes um but if you're looking for some fresh stuff to listen to that's an easy way to find a few songs Mm -hmm. so great great setup for a self-promotion uh do you have anything you want to say before we wrap up no i don't i just i'm happy that I'm your friend and it's always great talking to you. Likewise. Likewise, my friend. Can you recommend another band, musician, or musically creative person who could be a future guest on this show? My good friend, Marcos Vaca, he is in the process of making his second album. Uh, His first one is an album that that actually I mixed, Astonishment of Heart. It's a great album. It's like a, it's very influenced by like Beatles, Elliot Smith, Oasis. It's just a solid rock and roll album through cool. and through. And uh, the songwriting on it is, it's honestly really good. And he's also a good friend of mine. So oh, yeah. anybody that, that wants to listen to like really good songwriting and rock, check out Marcos Faca. That describes me. I'm going to check him out. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to pretty much wrap up here. People can follow you on, they can find your music under Count Harriet on all the streaming things like Spotify. And they can follow you on Instagram at Jake. Jake. Cake, bake, snake. Uh, Jake, cake, bake, lake, snake. Write that one down. <laughs> nah, it's good. And that's really the only one you use, right? You don't really post much elsewhere. No, I don't post anywhere. Okay, but but go uh, go to that one. Yeah, go to that <laughs> one. Follow him and, and follow us at Redefining Records for you know news about this podcast. Sound for thought. And Jake's new podcast, Trust the Process, will post whenever new episodes of either show is dropping and we'll tell you who the guest is and, and what's going on and, and you could stay in the loop. You could be a cool person like us. Yeah. So, Jake, keep making cool shit and we always end with a high five. So I'm going to count down from three and then we're going to high five through Sweet. the Matrix. Okay. Okay, three two, one, perfectly off time. Perfect.
Hey friends, thanks for listening to this episode of Sound for Thought. There are a gajillion, bazillion, trillion podcasts out there, and you chose this one today, and that makes you a special person in my eyes. So, if you really liked it, check out some other episodes, maybe even share some with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a follow. All of those, you know, podcast content things that I'm supposed to say right now. Thanks again to Jake Marino, Count Harriet, for coming on the show. Follow him at, and here we go again, it's at Jake Cake Bake Lake Snake on social media, mostly Instagram, I think. Had to keep up with his music and uh, find out about his new podcast, Trust the Process, as well. Thanks again, as always, to Aiden Danzi, the Judzingle Project, for the theme track and backing music in our intro and outro. Follow our whole team on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with the show, other great pods, and get music recommendations, and a whole bunch of other cool music stuff. And thanks again. Hope you dug this audio experience, and I'll catch you next time. This has been a Redefining Records production. production, production, production.